Hello and welcome back to the Golden Hurricast, a weekly podcast covering Golden Hurricane athletics at the University of Tulsa. I'm Ryan Token. I'm Matt Rectine. And I'm Pat Fox. And Tulsa smacked Tulane on the road in our biggest margin of victory this year and then played way too close of a game at East Carolina. Uh, it was a 2-0 week, though, so at least we can be happy about that. Stay golden. Hurricane. Okay, so some follow-up before we jump in. Uh, Discord was really successful. We doubled our participants uh, compared to last week. So very cool. We had a lot of fun there. Uh, If you want to come hang out in the Discord chat during games, we'll do that. We're going to keep doing them for the foreseeable future. And if you don't have Twitter, uh, that has been a liability for you and your ability to join the Discord. So we're going to include the link in uh, the episode description for this week's episode and probably for future episodes as well. I'm like the Venn diagram of people who listen to our podcast but also don't have Twitter. I feel like doesn't, uh, I don't know. I guess there's You never some, know. I, yeah, I guess there's some people. So yeah, just in case you are one of those people that doesn't have Twitter and hasn't seen us tweet out the link to the Discord group, uh, you can now join via our episode description. So look for that um, and you should be able to join. It's really fun. Uh, cool to have a nice discussion during the game. And it will continue to be on Twitter. So, moving on. Our predictions from last week. We had two games last week. Tulane on Thursday, at Tulane. And then we were at ECU. So, two road games. Uh, How did we do? So, my prediction for the week, uh, or not for the week, but for at Tulane was a 79-65 win. We all predicted a win at Tulane, the worst team in the conference. Matt predicted 75-64. And Pat predicted 83-67. The final ended up being a 23-point win. 80-57 to 57 was the final. At ECU on Sunday, uh, I predicted a 73-65 win. Matt predicted a 68-67 loss. And Pat predicted a 75-67 win. And Matt was actually the closest. Had the, <laughs> had the one-point uh, one loss there. And we actually went to overtime against ECU, 77-73. Uh, uh, but yeah, Matt can take the win there, I guess. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. I, I, I'd feel dirty taking a win. I <laughs> predicted a loss. Oh, true. Good point. I mean, to be fair, that I thought we were going to lose. At that, at that, as we were like getting down to the final minutes, I was like, oh, man, I didn't want to be right. Especially after we were up by 11 at half, and then they went on like a 14-0 run, right? It was terrible. It was 14-0, yes. Anyways. Good. Yeah, yeah, we had like a 16-point lead in the first half, didn't we? Like, we had a huge lead. Yeah, and, uh, 55. Yeah, because they 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 took they went on like a uh, 10 minute like field goalless drought. They went they scored two and then until 10 minutes, they only had a free throw. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah it was you know, weird. You know, it's not a you know you know why I know it's not a good win because an ECU player got the uh, MVP on Ken Palm, Jane Gardner. Well, that's yeah, <laughs> that's not a great sign. But he is he's a stud. He's good. But, dude, that, that guy, we can start recapping. But, yeah, he, uh, out there, like, I had heard people talk about how he kind of looks like an old man at the YMCA, how he plays. And <laughs> he I, but I hadn't really watched him super closely. Man, that is exactly the description that works. 
He doesn't yeah. dunk it. He's six. He's a six-five <laughs> power forward who yeah. averages nine rebounds a game. Right. Like I said, he's Theo. Dude, he just misses shots, gets his own rebound, takes another one until it goes in. Uh, but man, points are points. Oh so he, he did had it. Sixteen rebounds. Yeah, he had like twenty-three and sixteen. Oh my god! <laughs> it didn't help. He was playing like the worst rebounding team in the conference. Well, it did help. Yeah, it did help. Yeah, right. it didn't, but it didn't hurt. Yeah, didn't hurt. It's the same. But uh, yeah, no, he was. He's gonna be a very good college player. I don't know how much a six five power forward who can't jump or shoot. I mean, he's well, already doing it, so he's we'll, only gonna we'll get do better. We'll do in the NBA, but yeah, he's basically oh, in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying that's what I said. He's gonna be a very good college player. Yeah. I mean, nineteen and nine as a true freshman. Uh, I mean, I don't know where East Carolina found him. He's kind of came out of nowhere, it seems like. But yeah, he's doing good. Hopefully, I don't know. Hopefully, but maybe he'll actually make East Carolina good. Yeah, it seems like it. I mean. Maybe Dooley is, is going to come back after being fired and be the guy they need him to be. Uh, so, I don't know. That'd be good for the conference. But we'll see. Dude, ECU had 4.1 dead ball rebounds. 4.1 dead ball rebounds. How do you that means we missed... Uh, yeah, Where's the point one? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> it's the it's when you miss the first of a, of a pair of free throws. But somehow oh. <laughs> they, got, they got a tenth of a rebound. Yeah. Maybe uh, <laughs> we fell down and they fell on top of us and they got it while laying down on the floor. And that was... I feel like it's just a jump ball, but... Also dead, so I don't know, man. Basketball rebounds are... is the stupidest thing of all time. <laughs> they need to fix that. Oh my god! All right, There's just a lot of cool stuff to talk about on this box score when we get to ECU. Okay, well, let's knock out Tulane real quick. Uh, we just, knocked just him out just like Tulsa did. <laughs> there we go. Uh, but yeah, we won that game by twenty-three. Um, they were and are the worst team in the conference by what I think is a very wide margin. They looked like just awful for a good chunk of that game. But still, uh, it was on the road. It was good to beat them by 23. Uh, but, man, what were your guys' initial thoughts on that game, if you have any other than uh, us dominating them? So I think it's funny. Uh, so this is, like, just the story of a Tulane starter, um, I assume, because they list his position. And he had a lot of minutes. Kevin Zhang. Zhang? Oh, yeah, dude. That Zhang. guy is so small. Yeah. He, um, mm. So these are these were his stats for the game. 0 for 6. <laughs> on field goals, over three on three points, zero for zero on free throws, one defensive rebound, personal foul, two turnovers, one block. Hell of a game. There. Twenty-three minutes, Kevin. Nice. <laughs> he did like nothing. Yeah, but he played for twenty-three minutes. In his defense, Tony Snell of the Milwaukee Bucks once played twenty-seven minutes and had zero stats. <laughs> he literally wow. he didn't he didn't foul. He didn't commit a turnover. Is that, assists. is that like what you look for in a player, though? You're like, oh, you're going to be my starter. You don't do anything. Well, you know, like, like honestly, you, that, you guys know point. what a trillion is, right? Uh, zeros. Uh, or Z- one, one, uh, like, we get one minute. Yeah, we talked about trillion. this. Uh, like, yeah, the so very it's beginning. like Mark Titus made it famous with Club <laughs> Trillion. So Tony Snell got a 27 trillion. This guy at least got some stuff on there, so he didn't get a trillion. <laughs> I mean, when you're Tulane, like, did, did he also have no turnovers? No, he had two turnovers. Oh, dang. Okay, so yeah. I was gonna say when you're also two lane and you're just bad, if maybe if you just don't turn it over, that's you. You start. That's all. That's all you need. That's crazy. Two lanes coach coached in two NBA finals. Yes, yeah, I know. Like he's a he's a like, isn't he supposed to be a pretty good coach? He had them kind of on the upswing for a couple of years. Yeah, I thought he was supposed to be like he's not supposed to be this bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Didn't he get like the Clippers just tried to like force him out after a while, right? He was the Clippers coach back in like oh seven. I just read a book about the Suns who played them that year. Yeah, so the last time the Clippers made the playoffs before Chris Paul got there, he was the coach. Yeah. And yeah, I think they yeah. forced him out because he was pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, and I read something about when they first offered him the job, he thought it was an offer for his son. 
No, no, no. His no. son's the also, school. Also? The school thought it was his son reaching out to them because he reached out to Tulane. Apparently. Oh, he did. Okay, I had that back. His son was still in like prime and NBA. So they, they thought it was his son, like asking <laughs> Not about prime, the job. But like, <laughs> Mike Dunleavy <laughs> Jr. was still playing for like the who was he playing? I don't know who he played for at the time, but he was still in the NBA doing <laughs> stuff. How often do like coaches like reach out for jobs? Though I feel like that's slightly unusual, isn't it? Uh, I feel like Frank Haith totally did. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, but. And then suck. Is it the, I guess, yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I, I think it's pretty rare for a coach to say, hey, you want me to coach your team? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, hopefully at least it's we'll just, just not just him. Is, is he even, is he like good at recruiting? It doesn't like. I mean, he's an old guy. I don't, I doubt like it. it. He, I, he was an NBA coach. NBA, NBA coaches don't always translate to college just because recruiting is so important. They don't do recruiting yeah. there. Right. But like Penny Hardaway is the greatest thing like ever. Well, he wasn't right? an NBA coach. He's. Yeah. I mean, we'll that, see. That's the difference. Re- no, I mean, he's yeah. he's already showing he can recruit. I'm just not really. I mean, there's well, he, he, right now. Really? He got, he right the, right now, it's all because of the hype. He got the, like we'll oh. see what how it. I want to see how he's doing in three years. Right. I know that this that's year. That's the number one recruit. I know. Yeah. I get it. And I part understand. Of that, part of that is. I mean, that was his player too. So it's his player. It's also not his only recruit next year. He has a he has a I bunch know. of top one. I, I get guys. it. Like I think he. I'm not saying he's not gonna be a great recruiter. I think that this one. I don't think he's gonna get the best recruit every year. Right. So part of this is a lot of hype. To see how he does. If, I don't they, if get... they fall apart in the also, next two years just... and aren't as good as the number one guy should make them, then I think it's going to be a downturn for them. I'm, t- I'm tired of like, I don't want to like open the athletic and see an article about how Penny Hardaway like knows that everybody hates him and he's okay with that. I was like, I don't, I don't care about this anymore. <laughs> he, he he came to Tulsa and we blew him out. <laughs> yeah. like, get out of here with that. Yeah, he was met, it was him and the Tennessee coach, Rick Barnes, were getting at it. It's like, Tennessee's a lot better right now. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I don't know. Yeah, Memphis yep. has been pretty bad since uh, Calipari left. But, I, hmm. yeah, I think Hardaway will be good. I think he might need somebody to help him with X's and O's, but he's going to be great at the recruiting part. Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to be a good coach for them. It's just, I don't think this, <laughs> there's no way he does this. And also year. the whole one and done thing doesn't work for everybody. It's not just like Calipari and, and Coach K are doing it. Like, uh, there are other like examples of schools. Guy, I wish I had an example. Like Arizona? Of what? Of like trying to get all these top, like Washington mainly. Like Washington, get like these one and done guys. And they yeah. don't turn them into tournament teams. Like Washington was bad. Yeah, Under I mean Roma, uh, Lorenzo Roma. Look at look at uh, Mizzou. They pull in the number one guy who doesn't never, never plays one game for them. But that's not that's not because <laughs> of the whole one and That was injury. I know, I know. But he goes. So they they pull him in. They have a ton of hype around the new coach. That's all super bad luck. Both I mean, of them, both of them, have season ending injuries. But that's all no, bad luck. No, I'm not saying even about those two guys. So they they both come in. A uh, ton of hype around the new coach and everything. Just like with Hardaway, not as much probably hype, but still a ton of hype. They got the big dude. And now their recruits are back to kind of normal Mizzou standards. Yeah, a little bit. But yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, well, it helped their dad was on the staff. Yeah, yeah that's so, true. But I think, yeah, the the big difference between Mizzou and Memphis is Memphis is a super talent-rich area. And Hardaway, A, you yeah, coach there. I mean, yeah, and sure. if, you're just, if you're just like some 17-year-old kid, you just Google Penny Hardaway, right. look at his YouTube highlights. Yeah. You want to play for that guy. St. Louis has some of the Not as good as Memphis. Uh, you got Jason Tatum right now. Faces right now they Lewis, do Bra- Bradley Beal. All from University City, first off. Not West County punks. Played in West I, County. I, didn't, I said St. Played in West County. But they're County. all from University City. Anyways, now we're talking about St. Louis <laughs> and other teams, coaches, and all this. We got way off track. But I enjoy David talking Lee about that punched stuff. a guy in the <laughs> face in eighth grade and got punched and got kicked out of Burroughs. <laughs> nice. Uh, but back to the two-lane game. So, some baseline things that happened out of that game. 
Dryhorn had another awesome game. Let us in scoring once again. And biggest thing from that, maybe his first career double-double, which is really cool. 20 points, 12 rebounds, added four steals in there, which I don't know how many steals he's had throughout the year. He never has struck me as like the guy, a guy who gets a bunch of steals. So four I don't steals, think he was picking pockets. I, I think was, he was getting in passing lanes. Yeah, I was just like all, and most of that, almost like all of those were like the first half when we like sucked. Yeah, like it really started like that game started out the same way LRU did, except Dry Horn was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, not today. Yeah, and right. he just like lifted everybody up and just made basket after basket and then yeah it's stuff like that that makes me happy not happy but encourages me about him replacing jeffries like he's a totally different kind of player but man that kind of production is makes me think it's not going to be too giant of a drop off he could be a better college player than jeffries with his kind of shooting and stuff yeah and i think he's i think he'll be more aggressive mainly you think he'll be more aggressive than jeffries i mean yeah. okay so i'm i guess i'm confusing aggressiveness with energy levels because i don't know it's weird like jeffries can fire up the team just with his when's the last time like, jeffries took 19 shots yeah right exactly so that's what i'm saying with horn yeah. so i could see that's horn true. having a lot more like three for 18 games but also a lot more like 15 for 24 games mm-hmm. i agree yeah. i could also see horn probably should have had like 30 points like none of his threes were dropping oh yeah it was just one for seven like that's just kind of bad luck because he's a 30 what four 35 percent shooter Oh, from three? Yeah. He's like 39. Yeah, so you'd imagine him to have made like three of seven at least. Yeah. Anyways, other notes from that game. Uh, Hell Tulane. I mean, it's hard to know like how much of this was us and how much is just like Tulane being awful. Uh, it's prob- awful. It was mostly Tulane <laughs> yeah. being awful. Yeah, that's what I think. But when you when the next game, Matt, give me a look like, hmm. When, when, you, when, you have to, when you have to take overtime to beat ECU, <laughs> yeah, I think okay, it's mostly but, Tulane being awful. But, I mean, it's... That's true, but to have your best point differential of the season be on the road, like we've been bad on the road, so that was good. Like that, we were actually able to have put out our one of our best offensive efforts on a road game, which is big. Even if it is Tulane, that's nice because then now we have road momentum going into ECU, and that showed in the first half, and then it just like almost turned into Wichita State, like. I don't know what it, maybe Frank Haith just doesn't know how to like make second half adjustments, but he did it fine against Tulane, or Tulane just kind of sucks. Dude, yeah. But then ECU second half like 14-0 run, <laughs> not good, and then like Temple will kill us if we don't if we like somehow tank in the second half like we have done. Like even even Central Florida, we I didn't I remember I was like flying for that game, but. Like, we were doing really well in the first half, and then it seems like they just came back in the second half. Because Frank Haith doesn't have to. All right, guys, got an 11-point lead. I mean, well, I mean, I Just know. ride it out. They got, they got close. They got a little close, but, I mean, you'll, you'll, get, you'll get better. I'm sure, like, <laughs> shots start dropping. It'll be all right. Just get out there and play your we just play gotta your play, best. We got to play aggressively the whole time. Like, don't just coast on a lead like it seems like we do. Yeah, I mean, at that's the been half. the talking point all year. And it's just talking not about the guy At the half is way too early for that shit. Yeah. You're talking about the guy whose most famous game planning is dribbling out the clock. Like, what does he know? You think about Frank Haith plays? Yeah, I know. It's but dribbling out the clock. If it's at the, at the 20 minutes left, that's too early for that. I agree. Like, yeah, absolutely. Ugh. I mean, it's all, I think, yeah. Unless it's like two minutes left. It's pretty much too early for that Dude, most of the time. Two, for minute, us two minutes is too early. You should yeah. only do that after the clock says zero. Uh, I don't know about that. But two minutes is... Always run up the yeah. score. I would like to. Get that net. Uh, but yeah, what uh, the stats you can take from it, regardless of whether it's Tulane being bad or us uh, playing good defense or just having a decent game. Uh, Tulane, we held them to 27% from the field, or they held, them, held themselves to that, however you read that. 
we also only shot 27% from three. So that was weird. Uh, most of that, I guess, was not most, but Dry Horn had the most attempts, one for seven. Uh, so a rough game from three for him, but an awesome game overall. Beat them in offensive and defensive rebounding, uh, which is a very rare occurrence for Tulsa. But again, you know, take what you will. All right, so like I think Tulane has the tallest team in the conference. Yeah, I think I'm I remember, not mistaken. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure it's just yeah. like five Peter Hewitts out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, really tall, but does not understand what a basketball. No is. offense to you, Peter. Honestly, he, he might be better than he, a good he, chunk of those guys. Yeah, no, he had that dunk right at the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, awesome. Yeah, that was cool. So yeah, I, I, I joke, but like he's not good at rebounding. <laughs> yeah. And then another uh, nice little note, the last one I have. Uh, we only turned it over six times, which, I mean, it has. To, I feel like that has to be the season low for us. And gave up no points off of those turnovers, which is nice. There you go. So, Or Tulane did not score any points off those turnovers. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's most, of me thinks, most of me thinks it's just, God, like, what is their closest game in the last, like, ten games? I mean, it's it's like 20 points, I think. It's It's not been close. No, actually, they played ECU really close. Which is Good terrifying, which is because uh, we went into ECU and almost lost that game. So. They probably played ECU close at home, though. They did. Yeah. yeah. So, different. Yeah, so we weren't great from three. Great in the paint. We outscored them 32-16 in the paint. Um, we outscored them 8-0, to 8-0 to zero off of turnovers. Nice. We beat 11-8 on second chance points. And then the only thing they beat us was fast breaks. Because we didn't break fast. <laughs> I mean, God, how do we? Of all the teams to lose to in anything, like we should just the talent Tulsa has, you should just wipe the floor with them. And we, I mean, we did in the final score, but how we played that first half, just not great. It was just bad basketball. Yeah. But we did win by twenty three, so happy to take that one off. Um, you have anything to add to that game, Pat, or you want to move on to East Carolina? I'm pretty sure their attendance was not a thousand over a thousand. Yeah, dude. Oh my, that's a great point. Is that what it's listed it's as? Listed as uh, one thousand two hundred. I mean, you can't blame them. Like, no, I, and, and I wouldn't be going to the games at this yeah, point and if we not, were like it's that. It's not like a dig at Tulane fans. Yeah. Honestly, it's just they have a really bad team and that they suck. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, they're not good. Uh, I, I mean. We beat them more than Florida State beat them, so we, we're the best team in the ACC. Hey, there you go. And the Big 12. Yeah, and the Big 12. Um, what's their closest game? They lost to ECU by yep. one. Right. At ECU. So. At ECU. Oh, really? At wow. ECU. That is surprising. Yeah, so take that. I mean, I knew they. I knew the ECU won, but... And fi- 15, yeah. 15 to Wichita State. 18 to Temple, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Uh, 15 to Central Florida, 16 to UConn. I mean, we, we beat them by 20. We, we did better than all of these teams you're listing, though. Boom. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's just the way you're reading them is like these teams beat them by a lot more than we did, even though they didn't. No, nah, he's just saying that two lines very bad. Yeah. Matt, do you have a problem with my tone? <laughs> Sometimes. All right, let's move on to East Carolina. Uh, have a lot. Yeah, there is, a, there is plenty to cover about this game. Um, so final score took him to overtime, seventy-seven to seventy-three. The first thing I want to talk about, uh, I'm gonna ruin my tweet of the week. It doesn't matter. There was a call at the end of the game. It was the end of regulation. It was tie game. There were 0.8 seconds left. I, I can imagine yes. myself there now. Right. Yeah. No. I was, so just picture this, listener, dear listener. Uh, tie game. Painful word. 0.8 picture. seconds left. The refs are reviewing the call. Uh, reviewing not the call but what happened in the previous play so the ball went out of bounds and they're just double checking making sure it's Tulsa ball as they originally called it and you would assume uh, checking to see how much time should be on the clock and the announcers were talking about that on TV and all this stuff 
So they decide, yes, it is Tulsa's ball, um, but they are not talking much about adding any time. So at, like every other game, we have a color analyst, J.R. Allo. He sits on the sideline next to Kelly Hines most of the time. Uh, he is doing the radio broadcast. And the ref uh, is looking at the review, like the video review. He's close enough to JR that um, he can be actually heard on the broadcast. And so JR notices that they're not putting more time on the clock, even though the video review is pretty much clearly showing at least 1.2 to 1.5 seconds should be on the clock. And uh, he asks them the question, like, why are you guys not adding time? And <laughs> the ref, for everyone to hear on the broadcast, uh, turns to JR and says, say that one more time and see what happens. And oh my gosh, like he, Kelly Hines then heard that, tweeted it out and it pretty, it blew up on Twitter. It got, it got pretty big. Uh, and that is unbelievable. Just absolutely ridiculous. So I don't know what drives you to make that comment. If there's some kind of shenanigans going on with the refs in that situation, but man, I don't know. Did you guys hear about this? And yeah, I saw it. Like, and I, so I saw that tweet after I was watching the game and I was watching the game. I saw it did the replay and you could see the ball go off the ECU player and like being going out of bounds. And you can see a clock in the yeah. background. And as the ball was basically hitting about out of bounds, about 1.1, 1. 1. 1.2, yeah. not 0.6. It's a huge difference. And like, yeah, it seems like they didn't even like, look at it or care. Yeah. And then the, why would you turn to the guy who's just. Yeah, it's going to threaten the guy. Yeah. And what do you even like? God, this. I don't know if it's a, just a power complex going on with ref. The American with the ref just or what? to fire all of their refs. Dude, I mean, I've <laughs> seen that a lot. Yeah. I feel like. They suck. That's the that's definitely the feeling. Yeah, on that Jariah Horn charge call against uh, Wichita State was pretty bad. And man, I, I was thinking about that. I thought I saw in another game, so I'm not sure about this. But I was watching another college game, and there was kind of same play, and they reviewed it. Yeah, they reviewed. Right. Can you review if the foot's on the line? You mean in charges on charge on a uh, charge and block, block? I don't know. I don't know the rule on that one. Okay, so so yeah, you can review block charges. And they didn't even review that one. I don't know, man. American refs do suck. Yeah, I mean, and they did this, uh, like, they, I think it was the end of, the end of two football seasons ago, they hired a whole, like, third party to come in, review their refs, and they hired a bunch of new ones, and they have a new, like, overseer of all the refs and stuff for football. And people seem to be happy with that, and I didn't see as much complaining about football refing this year. So I wonder if they'll take the same uh, kind of action with basketball refs. Or maybe that I don't know. I mean, I can't assume they're they're managed by the same person for basketball no, and football. It, yeah. So maybe they'll bring in a new guy and because there's been tons of complaining. I mean, I'm sure there always is complaining about refs, but it seems higher than well, normal. Yeah, there, there is, but it does seem it has seemed like just a lot more just crappy officiating overall in the conference. Just by crap heads mean inconsistent. Okay, like right. in game. Oh yeah, I agree. And especially like then, then you think back to the whole like Manning Hurley thing. The ejection uh, oh, for that you mean too. Hate, you mean hate hate, yeah, sorry, hate <laughs> yeah. um, I'm just dreaming of greener days. Um, <laughs> Dude, he's not doing well. Away. Yeah, he's not doing well. He away is. Uh, it sucks. Shake like, Milton I mean, would have been a Tulsa got an extension though. When? Like last year? Oh my god. Well, he made the tournament one of the well, years. Yeah, he had, he had, he had really good recruits, and then all his players like left. Dude, like, early. I mean, I was NBA. looking at their recent scores today. Wake yeah, Forest, like they haven't had a close game in a in a while. Yeah, that was on Yeah, his he had, he had a good he had a good yeah. team last year. I was reading that the Athletic had some article about it, and it was like all of his players. Like he had some good players that were all juniors, and then one of them like left to go play pro in Europe. One of them declared for the NBA, and I think. Is on like a G League roster somewhere, and it's like they all left like too early. Mm. 
they probably would have been good if they had stayed. You know who we have that left too early to go play in Europe? That Ron random guy last year? Will Magne. I have no idea. I thought he went back to Australia. Oh, did he? I don't remember where he went. But he left to go play pro somewhere. He is Australian, right? I think so. I think that's right. Yeah. But yeah, he left and we could really use his size because I I think he was about 6'10, right? Isn't that what Peter Hewitt is? (laughs) Yeah, but Will was a little smoother, I think. Yeah, Big E was so good too. He had his size. Size (laughs) is all that matters. Yeah, all right. That's right, ladies. Uh, We could be using him, though. Uh, so I wonder. I haven't looked him up at all. I don't know if he's doing well there. You do you, Will Magne. <laughs> uh, yeah, how did we get on that topic? Uh, what were we talking about before that? <laughs> we're really going off. <laughs> this is the beginning of Somebody fast... brought up. You brought up a, a tall player that left a different team. We were talking about Danny Manning. We're Danny Manning had a bunch of players. players leave, How do we yeah. get to Danny Manning? Because he said players left Danny Europe. Manning instead of Frank Haith. Ah, yes. There accident. we go. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That was a that was a tough one. <laughs> what is this? Oh, the man. beginning and of that, and that was. Come on, I'm trying to make my fucking off the rails joke. <laughs> is this the beginning of Fast Five? Because we really got off the rails here, folks. Ah. ah nice. Good stuff. But yeah, that's because he was talking about Hurley and Haith. Because we were talking about the refs, because yes. we talked about the refs sucking. There we go. Because you were just starting our ECU discussion. With that that was a phenomenal point. tangent. Nicely done. Nicely done. That Gosh, there's like six angles there. Proud of us. I'm proud of us. It's almost Kale Rower. Yeah. <laughs> uh, move, <laughs> moving hope on. Hope you're doing well out there, Kale. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yes. Let's see. I think the last thing I said was literally the first line on the ECU game that I have, which is that we beat them in overtime. So, besides that, and talking about the ref, uh, who threatened our color analyst. We had six players over 10 points, really balanced game. Um, three of those players were starters, three of them off the bench. So Taplin, Jeffries, Igbanu, Horn, Joyner, and Jackson, all over 10 points. Very cool. So good to see that. Um, yeah, our bench had a total of 33 points. Yeah, that's nice. Their bench had a total of two points. Yeah, boom. That's big time. So, Yeah, bench, Joyner was probably Carita. the best player in that game. Bench Carita. Start someone not Karita. I would love it. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. Start Jackson. It's it's so late in the Man, season. You really hate like, Karita. I don't hate him. He's just not good and shouldn't be a starter. Yeah, that's fair. It's, it's just, not yeah. you. You're not, you don't have to hate someone right. to like look at them objectively and know that they're not good as a starter right now. It's true. Like I like Karita, but I mean we don't. We're very. We seem stagnant on offense when he's out there. Yeah, no arguments. No arguments for me. So at least he got the least minutes. Yeah, uh, anybody who had regular minutes. Yep, he did. Um, but yeah, so we also had 16 turnovers. Um, mm-hmm. We did not shoot great. Yeah, we shot all right, but I don't know, man. It was just such an ugly second half. The team just looked so bad. Yeah, but we were playing like, such a bad team weird. that we kept in it. We should have lost by, if you're playing a team that was like, say we were playing Wichita State, we probably would have lost that game by 20. Yeah, especially with how he played that second half. Well, it's also so East Carolina sucks at threes, and then you got Sean Williams yeah, just going off eight of them in one game. Like that's on. I'm yeah, pretty sure that was, did, career, yeah. that was his career high, right? It tied the league yeah. high for threes in a game this, yeah. this season. And so that's like unexpected. And I think part of the defense going into that is like we probably weren't trying to shut down the three because they haven't been good. Yeah, and that's been good for us when we've played teams that are bad at shooting threes, but it. He's not a horrible free three-point shooter, though, because he, he hits 2.6 a game. He takes a lot. He's down from last year, but last year he was shooting 37%. This year, 34 Yeah, 35. but shooting 60% is Yeah, no, super, it was, it was, a, it was so the he, hottest he's he, he shoots, like, what, 
his 35. Av- yeah, he shoots down that. That's you take off like another 10 points ish. But our defense didn't adjust to it. We were playing zone. We were going under picks. I mean, so many times they literally we play the zone and we'd only have one guy up there. So they just set a pick and there was like nobody within like 10 feet of him. Yep. And he was just like shooting like crazy. And thank God he passed the ball out of bounds at the end. He had an open shot. I don't know why he did not take it. Yeah, the one time we did like contest the yeah. three and then f- like, fouled someone, it was like the worst three point shooter like I've <laughs> yeah. ever seen. And then uh, Taplin fouled him, and then he luckily only made like one of the three right. free throws. But it's like if we're gonna foul somebody and like make him miss a three, foul the guy who's like shooting hot right now, yeah. not the guy who threw a brick. Dude, that play at the end though, where he went at the very end when he went up for that three and then just like tilted, like totally changed his mind halfway through and yeah. just threw it out of bounds. That was. Unbelievable! I I was in shock that that happened. I, well, I mean, I can't imagine being that guy. You're on fire all game, and you've got a pretty like it was a it was contested shot. It wasn't that contested. But it Jeff, was, I mean, Jeffries yeah. was like coming up to contest it, but it was he had, yeah. he had plenty <laughs> he had of time. So yeah. how do you? I don't I don't understand why he didn't shoot that ball. I'm sure he's still he's thinking about that. I think just when you have like the game of your life, but then you don't oh, take yeah. that he's last still, shot. Oh, yeah. he can't sleep yeah. since that game. He looked super. We have reports from we have we have our sources in East Carolina. He just has like severe <laughs> yeah right like just severe sleep insomnia insomnia yeah. <laughs> yeah. Christ, <laughs> can't think of things today. It's okay. Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah, it was uh yeah, it was a weird game. We did have like a very defined rotation. Karita had the lowest minutes, but we pretty much just played eight guys. Barnes had two minutes, right? I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's really like the only other one who got in there. Yeah, he almost almost had two trillion, but he got a foul to ruin. Oh that. my gosh, look at that. You're right. Two minutes, no f- 0 for 0 field goals, 0 for 0 three point, no rebound, no assists, one. I feel bad for Barnes because it's just like, I don't know. It's like, you're just going to put me in for two minutes every time. And well, like, no, because he got 13 minutes against Tulane or 12 or whatever it yeah, was. Were, was that a blowout, though? Yes. That's, I mean, that's part of it. <laughs> in real games, it's always like two minutes. First mistake I make. It's just, I mean, he's, he's gotten he's, there because of mistakes he's made. I know, but it's like, I'd rather be benched than just play like these token <laughs> two minutes. He, I mean, he essentially has been benched. It's just yeah. It's just it just it's like you can see. It's like oh, okay, you're putting me in. Do this to yell at me later. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, if he doesn't, don't make mistakes. Be perfect, Chris Barnes. Yeah, no, like the first thing he does. Then I he mean, can... he's got he's got chances. I'm sure to prove himself in practice. And if it's it's all about performance and practice and games. And so he he clearly hasn't done enough yeah. in the, both of those areas to earn his minutes back. Practice is also kind of misleading because wasn't Zeke more or less like a god in practice yeah apparently right so yeah that's a good point but yeah so, i mean the same thing happened doesn't practice so we I, we don't even know obviously the games are more important because uh zeke moore comes out doesn't do well and, and then he's probably asked to transfer uh chris barnes i don't know do you think i mean there's there's a question is he on the team next year do you think he sticks around i mean how many schools he went to utep then juco i think so. i don't know man i could see him being a transfer i could see him transferring because i think he thinks he's better than he is yeah and he won't be happy with black like, like a guy like uh, I don't know, like a guy like Karita. I don't think if he get like gets his minutes cut down, I don't think he cares enough to like transfer. Like I think he, you know, I've been here for so many years, blah blah. Yeah, and he hasn't like he hasn't always been a starter. I think he's for like your senior year. How, yeah, how, that seems like somewhat uncommon. Or, yeah. or like a guy like Falcon. I couldn't see him transferring for a lack of playing time. One because I think he'll get more next year, well, but he's like also hurt. Yeah, but. Yeah. So, but yeah, Barnes is the probably the, if I had to pick somebody to transfer, I'd pick Barnes. 
Yep, same. Uh, he's the only one I could really see that being a possibility. I was watching Isaiah Hill highlights before this. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he looks fine. What do you mean? Like, not good, but not great. Really? Yeah, he's going up against like this the top recruit in uh, in class of 2020 in some AAU game. Uh, he like He's shooting good, but he doesn't look that athletic. Kind of small. Yeah, he's definitely small, which is why, I mean, I think that's the reason we got him. But he's a really high-rated guy. He's small, and that's that's kind of the guys we go yeah, for. Yeah, that actually might be a good thing for us, because usually those kind of guys he's are, like, he's are like good the, for college. He's like the second guy I'm looking forward to next year. Yeah, George. George Christopoulos, man. Dude, George is going to be like good whipping. High. Nobody's a, oh my god. Over under 10,000 passes, George whips off his body's <laughs> hands. It depends how much he gets in the oh, game. Wait. Off his hands, like the go out of bounds. Or yeah, something. like yeah. Igbana's like, not going to be ready for yeah. the George passes. <laughs> I know. Uh, I could definitely see that. Um, I don't know how much playing time he's going to get. That's the that's the bummer. Like he's yeah. really small. Who George? Yeah, he's a small dude. He's we're going to need. He's like six foot. I mean, somebody's going to have yeah. to take Taplin's minutes, right? Joiner gets Jackson. Joiner Jackson, Jackson and Hill. Yeah. I mean, we've got three guys taking so those then, minutes. So then George gets. George we go with a four George point guard line. George and Hill compete. <laughs> For those points. Hill's good. I mean, as much as I want to see George play, Hill does look good. Yeah. And I think he'll get significant playing time as a freshman. George comes George comes in as like the horn of next year. Ooh, that'd be... He's, 30, point, he's six 30 foot. points off the bench. 30 points <laughs> off the bench. Because the, the one thing, like, Jackson was a high recruit, but the one main difference between him and Hill is Hill looks like he can shoot really well. Really? And yeah, and Jackson, I think it took him a year to develop his handle, and he's still not a good shooter. But like, it, but he can dribble really well now. That's why at uh, start yes. of the season he could not. But these last two games, I'm stealing. Like this was Pat's point. He told me, and I'm just stealing this. <laughs> it's but okay. I thought, and Pat also, like he looks like he can really actually do that. Dude, I mean, I could see him as a starting point guard next year. To be honest, I mean, I think they do Joiner because I think Joiner has done, he's shown yeah. it this year. His control of the game oh, yeah. is really good. I think Joiner will be, but I, I could like if well, he was, Jackson should be the starting Jackson, two guard. Yeah, well, should Jackson uh, be the take Joiner spot next year and be the second unit point guard? That's what I think is going to happen. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know. I really like so Jackson. You, and you don't want you don't want a two guard who can't shoot. Right, the two guard is generally your best shooter. No, well, it depends. But yeah, I don't so know. Is Horn going to be our two guard? I mean, I think I think that used to be the thing, but I don't know. I think nowadays I don't think the two that, guard that's, is. That's like, I mean, Horn's just a stretch four because he's a four that can shoot real well. Yeah, I mean, but traditionally, like that's just how that's, it okay. This is it's I a think, wing, I think I'm maybe. showing just like how I don't know all the basketball stretch four. The stretch means he stretches the floor. Yeah, yeah he, he can like shoot, and so they have to like they have a they're big not man cramped out there. like in the middle. They yes. have to like okay. right. Yeah, that's what I thought. I just like I don't know. When I first heard stretch four, I was like, does that mean he can like? also be a five or a three i guess kern scott will still be our starting two guard next year but man see i like jackson off the ball because of his cutting yeah and i don't know how his passing is really good but he doesn't like run pick and rolls and stuff it'd be interesting because he he's just his quick decision it makes up for his shooting lack of shooting i should say um and I, his game is just so fun to watch because he's just i think that the the point like matt was talking about the dribbling beginning of the year if he's in transition you can just poke that ball out from behind, you know? Yep. And this in the uh, East Carolina game, some guy tried to steal from him. He did behind the back, didn't right. slow down. Yeah. Then got then got a bucket at the other end. And yeah, he, man, he's electric. Like, what if what if the starting lineup what next year was Joyner or Jackson at the point? We had those, both those two guys starting. So Joyner, Jackson, Scott, Horn, Igbanu. That's small. That's my main thing is, like, they can't guard. So but who else? Jackson at the two? 
doesn't. Yeah, I mean, yeah. who else? I mean, plays I, no, no. Yeah. In the, with that lineup, we put Jackson at the one to run the floor because he. I think he's like he's a great. So joiner, get the ball going. The two? Yeah, he's a good shooter. Like he was, a, he was better no, shooter but, last but year. You think you're thinking too? I feel yeah. hate so. I like that would be cool. I don't think Hayes does that because he's not going to put Jackson and Joyner both as starters based on what he did this year. I mean, with, with Hill, but now we've got Hill and also. Off the bench. He, I, I see. That's why I'm thinking. Does I see what you're Hill saying with the whole start? shooting thing? But Joyner runs the offense better than Jackson, so I think that why? I mean, he only literally, only, he literally does only because you've seen him run it more often. I think. And you think he's he's done the best job of any of our guards. Jackson, I don't know. He brings more energy to the table. I mean, I'm not discrediting Joiner. He's he's definitely a great manager for as being a point guard. But Jackson running the ball, I think, automatically leads to a faster paced game, just because of how he plays. I think, I agree with you. But that's I think, why hate won't do. <laughs> yeah, that could but be. But running plays, and you talk about the whole shooting for two guards. If you're a non-shooter at point guard, imagine like trying to go like they're gonna there's there's gonna be as much space between there's gonna be. Ten feet between Jackson and the guy guarding him in that situation. I think Jackson is better off ball, and he's proven it this year with his baseline cuts and all these things he's done. Yeah, I mean, he also just burns people to the basket on off the dribble all the time. Yeah, that's usually in transition though. And but I'm saying, but I'm saying, I mean, there's plenty of plenty. But that's that's not from the top of the key. That's most of that is from the baseline. That's Playing nice. off the that's ball, yeah, point. yeah. So, but, but what I mean is, Joiner runs the, is a better kind of passer in that way, facilitating. I see you're saying Jackson in the attacking, but he can do that off the bounce, especially when, like, think about how much defense shifting is. Doubling Ibanu, then he passes to Jackson because they don't respect him and they're doubling, his guy's doubling. Mm. Then Jackson kind of just, the guy can't even recover because he burns him from the corner so quick. Yeah. So that's the, still the thing I think they'll use Jackson with. And even with, especially with Hill coming in next year, I think even if Jackson isn't starting, he'd be like kind of the two guard, whatever you want to call it. Right. But an off ball guard off the bench with somebody else running it. I think he's super effective because unless he's unless he can shoot, which he could. I mean, he was a high, higher rated prospect than Joiner. Right. So if he develops more, I could, he could totally be the starting point guard, or backup, or whatever. But right now, his I mean, he's the perfect role player for what he does. It's just a high energy guard who's a yeah. one man fast break. And like my original statement was just, what if those guys? What if that was the starting lineup? Um, and then we got into the like who would be at what position. But mostly, I, think, I was talking about how about that rotation. I mean, I think it could work. Igbana is still just Igbana, so it's hard because it's two non-shooters. Yeah. And I mean, but he's a big guy, so you know, you, you give him that. I know, but that's, he, that's on Jackson. So if it's, yeah. it, it, it hurts to have three, only three shooters, especially yeah. Joyner's not an awesome shooter. I mean, Jackson can. I could see him turning into one. Become a shooter, right? I don't know how much of that is like you can't really change your game. I mean, he showed a certain point. He certainly showed flashes of being a shooter last year. Jackson. No, Joiner. Oh, are you talking Jackson? I was talking Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, that, Joiner, that Joiner can be. Yeah, I'm just like. Yeah, jo- jo- Joiner. Joiner will make 35 to 37 percent of his threes, which you gotta respect. Yeah, yeah. Jackson needs to develop. Jackson missed like then... 10 free throws to start the season, so that <laughs> as much as I love him, it's just it's just a rough shot right now, and they'd have to do a lot. And I don't think Tulsa has the tools or the shooting coach to repair that jump shot right now. Yeah, certainly doesn't seem like it. And he... The thing, the thing, you could improve more on. If he could, it's just his his handle and his attacking the basket and finding angles to finish. Um, I mean, he's got. Every, it seems like he's got everything except the jump shot. Well, like he's it, he's a great finisher. He's great at defense. He's fast. He's he's well, great. He's great. Tulsa, great, but he's good right now for a conference. He could become great. So yeah. it's like you know, it's like there was a lot of basketball coaches always talk about improving his strengths. He he still has room to improve on the things he we think he's doing great right now. Oh, for sure. And it could lead to him being like a double digit scorer. I mean, he's shooting like 60% from the field, which is ridiculous for a guard. Yeah. 
even if it is limited thing. But yeah, that's we'll be overloaded with guards next year, and that'll yeah. be interesting to see. Yeah. That could hurt us. To, I don't know with uh, that could hurt us with our this obviously getting out rebounded some more. And it's kind of it might suck that we won't be able to, get to play our best players as much as we want to. Yeah, like you might see a lot of what's that? Can't think of his name. The Central Western Michigan tra- Western Michigan transfer. Yeah, he's always uh, Reggie Jones. Jeans. Reggie Jones. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's, yeah, Reggie, he's a total unknown for me at this like, point. Reggie Jones might be more important than Isaiah board. Hill he's a, because he's a forward, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's like six six, so he'll probably play in like three and four. Yeah. Yep. Who are our forwards next year? I mean, yes, we're it's, it's two big men. It's it's it's, it's Horn, Falconic, Banu, and Jones, Jones, and Hewitt. Hewitt yeah. Mean, yeah. God, I mean, we just need to pull it somebody taller. We need a tall transfer. We don't. Well, we don't have a wing. It, it, Zeke Moore. I mean, because they played Jeffries at the four. Zeke Moore was really our only guy who was six six plus and can play on the perimeter. Because they didn't play Jeffries on the perimeter, really. Yeah, but, that's. I mean, that's what Karita needs to be for us. He's but. not. He's not. <laughs> I mean, we know what he is. Yeah. Um. And he's and he's not really quick enough. Probably I guess really not. you could say Moore wasn't either. But like yeah. it's when you when you, you can see it with Scott when he's six four. If you want to say that. Um, and he's trying to guard these these bigger guys. He just can't. I mean, Horn has the potential to step out there as well if Reggie Jones is going to play the four spot, uh, and we're going to play Horn yeah. on the wing. I don't know. Jones looks a little leaner from what I've just seen in person. Yeah. So we'll see. I also think I could see Horn if if Horn loses because he's muscular. It's not like he's out of shape. Yeah. But if he kind of slims down, that might be. I don't know. He has like the wing body. He's he's six seven. He's got good not long arms, but like decently long yeah. arms. Um, that could be better for him in the in his future too. Not like not yeah. saying he's going pro, but if he wants to go like Europe or something, right? Because um, you don't see too many six seven post up, yeah, for sure. Uh, power forwards, um, but yeah, him and Igbano. If they, if they both get quicker, that'd be helpful for our team. Definitely. I'm not. I say I think I saw. I don't know who talked about, it, but that's why Falcon could be interesting next year because his potential is. Uh, he's just he is very quick for a big man, yeah. And, and potential rim protection that we're definitely going to lose with our only with Jeffries leaving. Right. Falcons rebounding and defense because he's probably the most athletic big man we have. Yeah, he, yeah. I mean, I miss him uh, watching him just because he had some big time plays earlier in the season. Yeah, he's got to work on those hands. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and this, he's and no one to get in the ball. I, I'd want to use him more in lobs and stuff like that from now on. Kind of like Brandon Swanigan. It's kind of all right. Yeah. They're both they're yeah. both forty four, so it kind of makes sense. But yeah. he's kind of in that Swanigan mold. Yep. Yeah, he is just uh, bigger, like uh, wider. Yeah, a little wider. Yeah, Swanigan was skinny. Very skinny. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this coming week, we've got two games this week. Uh, one is away, one is home. First one is at home, and it is tomorrow. Actually, it'll be today by the time this is out. Uh, we've got Wichita State on Wednesday, today, I guess, at 8 p.m. And this is the second time we played them. So first time was at Wichita, lost that one, 79-68. If you remember, we were winning a good chunk of that game. Pretty much lost it in the last 10 minutes of the game. It was very disappointing. Uh, but we've got the talent to play with those guys. They have the best player, probably. Um, between the two of us in Marcus McDuffie. He's a runner right now, probably in the top three or four or four conference player of the year. And he put 27 on us the first time we played him. So got to have an answer for him. But really outside of him, like they have other good players like Samaje Haynes-Jones. Uh, he's really good. But really it's, it's him. It's his team. If we can slow him down, especially at home, I think that's going to be a win for us. It's totally dependent, I think, on whether we can slow him down. So what do you guys first thoughts on, on i mean if we played man to man we have the perfect answer for him but we play zone so it's more about a team trying to stop him um, especially since they do shoot a lot of threes you so mean we, jeffries as the perfect yeah, answer yeah yeah i mean jeffries is the perfect answer for any wing in this conference yep um 
But I mean, it's it's a home game, and Wichita State isn't Houston or Cincinnati, so I do think we're gonna win. Yeah, the I question mean, is, Wichita has been like we kind of mentioned this right before. They have been the them and probably Memphis have been the biggest swing from how they play at home compared to how they play on the road. And us, probably yeah, we're in the, we're in that we're, range as well. We're definitely yeah, totally <laughs> like a realization mode. Oh, yeah. Like the, you know. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but besides us, uh, pretty much Wichita and Memphis, they they are two like v- just drastically different teams when they play at home versus how they play on the road. So I feel good about this game. It's a rivalry game, you know, Havoc in the Heartland round two. So I, I think we're going to win it. But um, I'm sorry, you mean battle of the teams <laughs> that are most commonly misconstrued with uh, a lewd sexual act? That is not what I meant. But... I mean, we could go that route. We can go that route if we. It depends what we're gonna call the Discord channel. Um, you yeah, know, I got it, Matt. Blue scored. Go yeah. blue. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll probably call the the. I mean, why not call that the Discord channel? Because Havoc in the Heartland is just it's just overused. Overused. It's only been around for one year. I mean, every, <laughs> every people barely know that it exists. <laughs> yeah, I know. What like, about you? Can't find the score tracker anywhere than like the pregame notes that they put out. What yeah. about havoc between the two teams that are most commonly misconstrued <laughs> yeah. with a lewd sexual act? We just combine the two names. I still don't believe. Like I agree with the Wichita State side of that. I feel like Golden Hurricane is not commonly. Do you misconstrued. want me to explain it on no, this? No, 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 no. I understand what it is. I just like in the grand scheme of like the universe. Mo- I imagine just most listen people to the sound, are- Matt. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like that. <laughs> I'm just saying most people wouldn't. That was tea, not urine. <laughs> it was coffee, actually. Most people wouldn't like get confused with that. Which I mean, I, mean, I think I think I think golden is just the, the, when you put golden in front of a water-based anything, it gets misconstrued. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, so that game, Horn led us with 16 points, and that was a really good game from him. It kicked off a streak of pretty good games, I think, if I'm remembering that correctly. Goes to from that Temple Tulane ECU. Nice, yeah. Uh, so he's been... Before that was uh, UConn. Hopefully we can so. keep that up. Uh, but yeah, they're going to be... I mean, they'll be tough. I'm sure it'll be a close game. Uh, maybe not. You know, I keep saying I think it'll be close at home when we keep just blowing people out. That's what I was going to ask. Do you think we go back to our early season just kind of blowing leads but uh, squeaking it out at the end? Or do we go to our Temple Memphis where we just completely dominate for the whole home game. The thing is, like against Wichita, I don't think it'll be a blowout because I think half the stadium is going to be Wichita. Even fans. on a Wednesday at eight when they're yeah, five hundred, I think they will. I mean, they their fans they're they did travel well, especially yeah. yeah no. It's weird. They don't have anything else. <laughs> it's it's something else. Like last year's game, I think it was actually more than half the stadium was Wichita fans. Yeah, the most annoying person there though was the Tulsa fan in front of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they are um, nice. So that'll that'll that. hurt the home court advantage a little bit. I still think it's obviously you. It's just playing at home. You you know what it's all about. So yeah. that'll help. Is it is it the fans or just like the team draws their energy from the Reynolds Center itself? <laughs> well, it's both. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's the fans. <laughs> I mean, it's because they. I mean, you know, our our crowds are a little up there. I don't blame them for not being the loudest sometimes because they're up there in age. Um, <laughs> I thought you were saying like I was like this is like a the worst average attendance since I don't know. 2003 the, regardless it still helps like like it hasn't been awful the amount of people that show up to games so i've been i haven't been super disappointed with it you know i think it might be it feels so bad is because they play the music way too loud i know most of the audience probably agrees with me yeah based off the demographic <laughs> uh, but you can't like talk it's like it's like it's not that loud of a stadium but you can't talk to the person next to you when they play music yeah, right. it's like blaring so everybody controls the speaker at tulsa games it's like a couple notches down. Yeah, right. 
I, not, it's usually not good music. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Wichita's been on fire. Uh, they have played a lot of home games recently, so that's why. But they before, just got blown up by Cincinnati. I mean, it was ten points. Not oh, really. It ended up being ten. When I was watching, it was like twenty. Before that game, they were on a four-game win streak, uh, and then they lost it by ten. What that was at Cincinnati, or was that at home? It was at Cincinnati. Okay, so yeah, I mean, that, that's not really not that bad. Plus, so I will say, Greg Marshall is above Penny Hardaway in actual game coaching, um, and so I don't think he's just gonna like suck like Penny Hardaway did when they played us here. So I don't think we blow him out as much as we did like Memphis. Yeah, no. Plus we won't our pace won't be as good and I am a firm believer in the better our pace is the better we play. And so uh like our pace was above average in the Wichita. Actually no, it was like just below. It was like we've played twenty six games, it was like number fourteen. So I don't see that happening. I think we'll win, but I don't think it's going to be... I think it's going to be more like a UConn win. No, that was actually... A, no, that was a lot it of ended points. Up a lot of it points, ended up being close. but it was close score. Yeah. So I think it'll be more similar to that. Do you have a score prediction? 80 to 72. Okay. I'm going to go 82 to 67. All right. And you guys have any, what, what you think are the keys to the game there? Or not really? Um, yeah, limiting, basically them shooting bad from three. Because when they shoot, McDuffie and the other guys get hot. And boxing out, God, Enrique, not Enrique, what is his name? Echenique. 21, Echenique. Sorry, Echenique. Number 21, He's him and McDuffie are their key to offensive rebounds, so boxing those guys out. Agreed. Those are the, pretty much the same two I had. Stardy Jackson. Over, yeah. Over Carita. It's a good key. That's one. Um, I think playing more playing Carita less minutes. I, the whole starting not starting thing. He's already playing a few minutes, but yeah, but less. I, mean, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, and getting, I, I just like to start the game with like I understand yeah. that it's like it doesn't matter depending on who has the more minutes type thing, but I like starting the game with like your top. I mean, it definitely squad. has an impact on momentum, right? If you start yeah, sometimes. I mean, I mean, if you look at it, what's the least favorite part of any point of game that I've watched this season? It's the first ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, true. It's consistent. That's fair. Yeah, no, you're yeah. right. And so maybe we should change the first ten minutes or the last that, ten minutes. I don't know. Yeah, it, true. But the middle section we're pretty good. The, yeah, the, the outer two halves. It's just uh, the outer play two de- halves. Play suck. devil's advocate. I don't know. And you say, oh, it's Houston. The beginning of the season, he wasn't as good. Jackson seems like he's better off the bench. I think he's more comfortable coming off the bench than being in the starting lineup because I think he goes in with Joiner a lot, and he kind of like falls into. He's kind of mo- not a he's not a focal point in the offense, but he gets more opportunities coming off the bench. It could be. It's hard to yeah. I mean that's that's a tough one to it's figure out. It's the cursed fifth spot. Yeah, right. Yeah. So and then my other key is Igbanu's response to getting double teamed. Is he going to? Because he's not going to be able to do what he did against Tulane. Yeah, and, <laughs> and five turnovers and Temple, against like ECU. Yeah, Temple and Tulane. He got double teamed, but he was like beating them. I don't see that happening. Uh, especially because I think they have length. They have yeah, multiple six eleven. They're gonna guys. start out. They're probably. I mean, Temple didn't actually play defense on him correctly until the second half. <laughs> yeah, I think true. Wichita State's gonna come out and play that way right from the get go. Yeah. And so, how well he does determines how well our offense runs. It's a great point. So yeah, he's had, a good good game from him. It's interesting. I was kind of talking to Matt about this over the weekend. It seems like Igbanu does a lot better just against bad teams. He kind of feasts on worse teams, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, which makes, makes sense. sense. Everybody makes sense, right. but like he, his, he's, 
He's one of the more drastic yeah. cases. Well, that's because his game is to go up in the middle, and when, when you it's don't have I think as good of defenders, that yeah, you can, you can it's make the things. size. Yeah. yeah, it's the size difference. And even if Wichita State, I think they're still talented, obviously. So I don't think he'll have that good of a game. I think he gets like twelve points. But it's even if he gets double digits, that's fine. It's less than three turnovers is yeah. really the key for us, like Matt said. Less than turning over three. Ferg Bonnu. Ferg Okay, I was like, whoa, man, that is a tall order right there. Less than 10 would be nice less, for Tulsa. Yeah. I had less than 12 as one of my keys, so we'll see. Um, but, yeah, anything else on that game, or we want to move was, on to – your score prediction? Oh, yeah, I didn't give mine. Uh, I have it really close, 75 to 73 win. Mm, boo. <laughs> I don't know. There's something about uh, – I, I just can't see us blowing them out. This, this is like – They've calling, been on fire. Calling it now, this is Taflin's best game of the season. He always shows up for the Wichita game. Right. At home. I'd love to see it. He actually yeah. had a great game, uh, East Carolina. So that was cool to see. We didn't talk about that. I wish we would have. I feel like we didn't talk that much about East Carolina. Yeah, we really didn't. We got to no. talking a lot about the rotations, <laughs> which we do often. But yeah. great game, Taplin. I wish we would have talked about you more. Sorry. Uh, it was an awesome Good game. Good three. Great three, great and one. A uh, bunch of good stuff that game. Last play wasn't great when you dribbled it out of bounds. That's true. <laughs> but besides that, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so after Wichita State, we go on the road. We are at Temple, which is uh, likely our hardest game left this it's season. It's a quadrant or what? A, it's a tier Quad A one. game. Yeah. yeah. You you say that, and I I see where you're coming from. Where Temple is a, like the best team we play, but Memphis is at on the road is the hardest game of our of the season. No, I mean those are the top two for sure, and we talked about that last week too. Uh, but I think Temple is a better team than Memphis, and them on the road. I mean I could see yeah, the case it, for Memphis. It's just it's just like the fact that we play like crap at yeah. Memphis. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we'll see. It'll be a tough one. Um, Temple, Saturday morning, 11 a.m. Central. Uh, the first time we played them, we blew them out at home. Same scores last week, or last week, last year uh, when we played them at home, 76 to 58. And we pretty much did everything right. We held them to 30% from the field, 31% from three. We then turned around and shot 55% from the field and 53% from three. Really the one negative from that game, probably not the one, but the most notable one, we shot 50% from the free throw line, which has been a trend uh, recently of bad free throw shooting from us. But we did yeah. hold their best player to 3 of 11 from three-point uh, in Shiz Austin. So if we can replicate that, which I don't think we'll be able to. Yeah, because I think more of he kind of held himself to 311. This is an offshoot. With three-point, a lot of time it's not your defense. It's the shooter. So it feels like Shiz Austin's going to get 30. I'm very worried. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we're going to be able to shut him down two times in a row. Especially on the road, um, they're not going to want to lose to us twice, obviously. And they're they're in like panic mode about making the NCAA tournament at this point I'd in love, the season. I'd love to pop their bubble. Um, I would as well, nice. but I think weird. the chances of that are very what very slim. That sounded weird. So the key is uh, it makes it's sense a, though. There's huge difference in we play zone or whatever, but you know we got our guards on the top on the perimeter. I feel like there's a huge difference in our guard defense between our starters and our bench. Uh, Taplin and Scott are a lot worse at defense than oh, Joe no, Murray I and Jackson. I thought you were going to say that it was better with the start. Yeah, no, no. I, t- I totally agree with you. Yeah. Um. So really, I think ja- like Jackson and Joyner are kind of shadowing Austin will be the key. Yep. Um. Then Quinn Rose, really, with Quinn Rose, you want him shooting threes. Yeah, it seems like it. I thought he was a better three point shooter than I think he is. He shoots. He shoots a lot. Yeah. But he, I think he's a lot more dangerous at the rim than he's at three. Yep. So you want him to kind of settle with that. With Shiz Austin, it's just like. 
you just pray. Yeah, right. You know? You, yeah. you can get physical, you can get his grill, but he's just a really good player. He's got yeah. great handles, great vision, great everything. Dude, he can he tears you up. I was watching um, the Temple-South Florida game last week. They went to overtime against South Florida and, and beat them by one. Uh, but, man, that guy, I mean, South Florida, they're they're pretty good this year. Like they're, I think they're sixth in the conference right now or something. Uh, they, he had two plays in a row in overtime when, like, game's on the line that, like, the, the crazy plays where you cross them over and the guy falls down. Like two yeah. in a row. If I was a if I was a potential six seed in the NCAA tournament, I'd be praying we beat Temple too because Shiz also yeah. is the kind of guy who just like wins a game yeah. in the first round game on his own. Right. Um, so I don't know. They are uh, they they've been in a weird spot after they lost to us. They they beat SMU at home by eight, uh, which is a good win, I guess. Uh, SMU's kind of falling apart here at the end of the year, but by eight isn't a ton. And then they beat South Florida, like I just mentioned, on the road in overtime. They played South Florida to overtime both times they played them and won both of them. So kind of unlucky for South Florida, but they found yeah, a way South to get Florida's it done. South had pretty bad luck this year. Yeah, it seems like it. I know. Yeah, they lost to us in overtime, right? Buzzer so, beater. Yeah, just crazy. Uh, they're still doing well on the year, but I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting. Um, it's all about Austin and Rose with Temple. And then kind of Nate Pierre-Louis comes, comes in uh, and does some good stuff for him every now and then, but... Pretty much the Austin Rose show, mostly the Austin show. So again, it's like Austin and McDuffie. They both these teams. They've got one guy uh, for the most part. So if we can find a way to slow those guys down, it's tall order for both those guys. But those are the keys, I think. Wow, I could see Temple having like one, like their record being twenty and uh, eleven. What is it right now? Nineteen and seven. You think they lose? Like what's their... if they, So I don't think so. If they lose to us, which I think they could, I think we have a chance. Yeah. I think they lose at Memphis. I think they lose at Connecticut, and I think they lose to UCF. I don't think they lose at Connecticut because their best players hurt. Okay. Um, oh. I don't think Adams. He's out for a while. Really? Yeah. I think the only the only I don't think easy, they lose the only UCF. easy win game is the Tulane game. So they I could, think that, they could lose the other four. I think they lose to Memphis. It's at Memphis, right? Mm-hmm. So I think they only lose one more game because I think they beat UCF at home. They barely lost to UCF on the road. Yeah, I bet. I, I, I think I agree with you. Are you saying the loss would be at Memphis? Though? Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Okay, I guess I know what you guys are predicting for this game. A loss? Yeah. Yes, I am. Uh, do you guys have anything to add before we announce our predictions, or no? No, my keys to the game are the same from Wichita State and Temple. <laughs> Igbanu? Igbanu and Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'd say... And, and Pace. So, yeah, see if they figure out Igbanu in this game. But, well, I think with Pace, the key is Jackson. Jackson's the one-man Pace. So, if Jackson can get 10 points and, like, or even, like, 8 points and a couple assists, if he can have his, like, a really good net rating in his limited minutes... That could be the key against Temple, just because his his thing off the bench, and if Ibanu again has less than three turnovers, yeah, and plus ten points, then that's like I think we can beat Temple, but I don't see that happen. I think they adjust, especially for Ibanu. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it is on like Darian Jackson on Shiz Olsen is the perfect defensive matchup there. So if we can somehow just so start key him. him on him, yeah, I mean I'd love that. If we can key Austin, just have Jackson just follow him around like a fly all game. That would be huge. I don't think we will. I think we'll stick with our matchup zone uh, that because it worked the last last game. Or uh, he being Temple could be our best player, like playing like a best player. Jeffrey's getting twenty yeah. plus points. Yeah, and just dominating. Sure. That'd be nice. Yeah, I was looking at like what we did last game that why we won that game, uh, and probably one of the biggest things we actually 
beat uh, Temple in offensive rebounds when we played them last, uh, which yeah, I was surprised by. We, were you on that? We were talking about it because they were the kind of team that they didn't care about offensive rebounds. They were more, uh, they were more worried about transition defense. They, sh- they would shoot, and then nobody would stick around. They would all not. Oh, in really? the first half, okay. especially, they had one guy stay back. Gotcha. Second half, they were more because they were trying to come back right. yeah. from it. But in the first half, especially, they were way more concerned okay. on transition So they're all about D. transition D. So just to throw it in there, another possible key, and I noticed a trend, if I think we the one thing, so obviously part of Jeffrey's going off, but we beat Temple if... Jeffries and Horn both have three plus made threes. Nice. That'll be a good sign for us. That's that's eighteen like points it. right there. But if those guys are shooting well, we rarely lose. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Okay, so let's do predictions. So I'll go first since I went last last time. Uh, I think that since last year's game at home against Temple was the same score as this year's game at home, I'm also going to predict that our game at Temple this year is the same score as last year's game at Temple. Which is we lose fifty nine to fifty eight. I'll go next. I say we also lose. Super low. Um, and I think the announcer said it on Sunday, but we've lost. I think we've only won one game where we've scored less than seventy. So I think that trend continues, and we lose sixty two to fifty seven. Not realize the K State game, the only one we've won scoring less than seventy. <laughs> Not sure, but he's talking about it. I can check. My prediction then is uh, Tulsa will score 71 and Temple will score 69. I think we're going to win. All you right. really think we're going to win? What, 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 win? what is this confidence? I, I just, I don't know. You got a three-game win streak coming into it. Then we beat Wichita State. Four-game win streak coming into Temple. We're like, we're feeling it. We want to, I mean, I don't want Temple to make the tournament. I want them to maybe get an NIT bid. <laughs> Uh, so I think we're gonna, and I think we just like need to finishing touch on frame on feet cannot touch the real TU. <laughs> we are going to win the TU title belt, uh, and I think we win close. I could see us. I, I mean, I would I be surprised if we lose? Yes, hundred percent, because we're gonna win. <laughs> so nice. I so he said seventy-one to sixty-nine, right? Yeah. Okay. We we've only lost one game where we scored over seventy. That was what it was. Okay, gotcha. It was against Nevada. Yeah, uh, makes sense. Pace, man. Pace and points. Well, it's not always because some of our like uh, low pace games, we still put up points because we shoot well. I'm just but saying. That's, that's the weird thing. So, like, they're bunched. Like, our highest pace games have, like, we've won, like, five out of six, or, like, six, or, like, five out of seven or something. And then our lowest pace games, we've won four out of five. So, <laughs> weird. The, the lowest pace game is the Cincinnati overtime loss. And then, like, the highest pace is Memphis, and then the only one up there is, like, one of the, one of the Houston losses. <laughs> it's kind of ironic that we're the worst when we're just average, and yeah. Frank Haith is just the definition of an average college right. coach. <laughs> yeah, that is the truth. Okay, so moving on. Uh, I'm going to do segments. So I've got my tweet of the week, and I already did it pretty much. It was a tweet from Kelly Hines. And she pointed out, uh, since she was sitting right next to J.R. Allo, I think, uh, but she pointed out that the official, the tweet says, quote, official to Tulsa Radio color analyst J.R. Rallo, who pointed out the clock issue. Do it again and see what happens. Um, where's, so, where's very my, weird. Where's my faith in Haith right now? But we talked about that already. It's, it's basically where it was early. It's like, I can't even. Man, I feel like for the people that watch South Park, Stan joined the Church of Scientology, 
And I don't feel bad about talking bad about the church Scientology because it's basically a cult. <laughs> um, it's not a real religion. Uh, but so Stan joined it and he was like the prophet. Then like the leader of the church told him it was all just like a scam to make $3 million. <laughs> and I feel like Stan and like Frank Haith was that leader. And he's like, yeah, no, I'm just going to make $3 million by coaching Tulsa. It doesn't matter what I do. Yeah, um, yeah that's what I feel right now. Just like I just realized it was all... It was all a scam by hate just to make a couple, couple million. Yeah. Maybe we'll get an NIT bid out of it. I don't know. That'd be acceptable. Not really with this year's team. I don't think we make the NIT. Unless we, really? make, unless we lose in the championship game. I mean, my... Uh, look at our... What's our, our net rating? We don't need to. I think we will. Net is 74. Like, I think, I think we finish... As, as long as we only lose, like, two games and then win, like, one or two in the tournament. Yeah. Like, look at this. We we've got... Well, okay, we've, so, got, we've got to have 20 wins. So yeah, you have to get twenty wins somewhere. No, we're not. I bet my I bet we we have home games still against Wichita, Tulane, and East Carolina. I think we win all three of those. Potentially we lose Wichita, but we're de- like there's almost a, there's yeah, a really high chance we win those. So we then we lose nineteen and twelve. Even if yeah, nineteen and twelve, nine and nine in conference. I think we need one more win. We would be sixth in the conference probably uh, with that, and I think that gets so you who do you bid. But then who do you play in the? You gotta you gotta at least but win some conference we were, tournament we were games. Ni- we were nineteen yeah. and twelve last year and missed out, which was BS. But we also lost in the first round. So like Pat's saying, I think if yeah, we win why, so a conference need, game, so that's why I say we need to get to twenty. Because I say semis. That, that means we I thought you were saying regular game. season. No, yeah. get to twenty. I'd say, at weekly, I'd say make make tournament, tournament semis. We make the NID as long as we don't play Memphis in the first round. Yeah, please God, and it's in Memphis, dude. It's in Memphis this year. Scary FedEx Forum. So God, I am terrified. If we get them first round, I am going to be so mad. As the six seed, there's like no chance we'd get Memphis. Well, if it's like, I mean, if we're the six, right? So there's six plays. What eleven? Eleven or twelve? Because it's oh the bias. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, you're right. Eleven. Because five plays twelve. ECU right now, which I'd be okay with. Yeah, totally. And then we play like UCF. Which yeah, out which of all the win, t- we, yeah, I was gonna say that's, that's like the top best. four teams. Yeah. I would want to play UCF or Temple. Honestly, I'd be okay with Temple. I mean, yeah, obviously, yeah. I think UCF. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. But I'm also, I'm, I don't know. NIT is nice, and we'll get to go to more games. But I, it's still we, a disappointment. We should, we should have been. This is this is a tournament worthy team in my I mean mind. and Haith did it to himself like the beginning of the year he's like this is the most talented team I've had here he said that with his own mouth so it's, like it's not even making the tournament we're not even like in on the bubble you know yeah which is kind of weird because we're really not I mean I guess if we were in a stronger conference like you have teams like Oklahoma like they're 16 and 10 too but they're a bubble team yeah. they really don't have that many good wins but they our play, wins, it, it, honestly our win like our K-State win is better than a lot of bubble teams wins at like, home though yeah, it's still at this point, it's a quad one win. But you still, you State still, is. but you still look. It's 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 just like that one win. Yeah, though. T- it's, Temple it's, Temple only has their one good win is the win against Houston at home though. I know, but like our, I think part of it though is too the weakest outside outside of like those three games in non conference. We had such a weak weak schedule. We were playing all those bottom teams you're talking about. And that, I mean, it, we it, play, it does, no, it does hurt. That's yeah, we, no, no, we, no. We South Carolina there. State. Alcorn and uh, Oral Roberts. Yeah, those are all yeah, those bottom, are bad. bottom feeder teams. Arlington. Arlington's not good. New Orleans is meh. So yeah. there are a lot of lot of lot of bottom feeders, which sucks. Yeah, but having having Nevada, Dayton, Kansas State, and I mean Oklahoma State not doesn't really count anymore, I guess. But yeah. a, another Big Twelve opponent. 
Uh, it's not awful with those four, but yeah, I mean, you're totally right that those the other ones we, are. We should have just like if we could have bumped up the average rating of the other teams yeah. by like forty points. Yeah, it'd been awesome. Yeah, it would have been better. Yeah. I think if if you just turn two of those cupcakes into like a mid tier power five school, you like, know, like that a, really helps. Like a MAC team, but or not, like, yeah, but, or anything or that, yeah, like an Ohio Valley right. that's not Murray State, or like an Atlantic <laughs> Ten like SLU or Davidson or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So you guys. If you had, if you were to predict right now, which I'm going to ask you to, do you think you we make the NIT? Then, yeah, I don't really. You got a no, a yes, and I think we did. I think we will. I just think huh, we don't. That means we, you we, have to say we do know. <laughs> we don't. I don't. I, I just don't think sometimes I go within like the yeah. draw. We How don't many, draw many. It's thirty. Many eyes. It's thirty-two, right? Thirty-two teams make the NIT. Yeah, I, I think we could be like a four or five seed. Not, we're not going to be a two seed like we were uh, yeah. with Woodard and all that. Right. And where we got smoked by Murray State. I just, yeah. I mean, round. yeah, especially if we make it to the semifinals of the conference tournament, there's no way we don't make it at that point. I agree with you, if we, yeah. but I don't know if we make the semis. Yeah, I, I, right now, I think I still think we make it even winning one game in the conference tournament. Hmm. I think that's the that's the push. I think Temple made it last year. How many sucked? In my mind. In your mind, they were better than us last year. We did, uh, we, just, we smoked them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was twenty-four to zero. But if I see so, I right now I think we get three teams in the tournament. So I think out of I think I think they put South Florida and Memphis and maybe UConn ahead of us because of name for NIT. Um, oh, so South I mean, Florida, all better than UConn will not net, be ahead of us. Ratings. I think so. No. Is UConn? UConn is better on net, but right, what do you? You have to have a winning record. Doesn't matter. Yeah, UConn's You have to risk for not having a winning record. Oh really? Record. You literally. Th- that's yeah. I think they're thirteen and twelve. Yeah, it's mandatory. But I do think definitely think Memphis will ahead of us. Yeah, I can see Memphis and Temple if they don't make the NCAA. Well, yeah, that, but we also have if Temple. like if they're looking at tiebreakers and things like we have the tiebreaker over South Florida, like they'll have the better record, but I don't know, it's going to be close between the two because we beat them at home, right? And we don't play them on the road. We have a buzzer beater at home, so I don't think that yeah, will matter. We were, that up, much. We, were up, we were up by nine with a minute left, and then they just didn't watch the game, so <laughs> yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Okay. I'm know. just saying right now the way it's going. I thought we'd make the NIT last year and we didn't, so I don't think we're gonna make it this year. Fair enough. Yeah, it's it'll be a I don't know that'll be something to look forward to to the end of the year at least. But if we do good in the season, obviously if we you know if we if we if we, if we run the table, we easily make it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, we'd be in the we'd have if we run the con- bit, regular yeah. season table. I feel like if we run the regular season and get to the semifinals, all of a sudden we're a bubble team. Because that puts we'd, that puts road wins we'd in be, Memphis. We'd be, we'd be like last, like next four out, I think. I mean, I still, that's in the conversation. I think we, we'd knock Temple out of there, and we could potentially knock UCF with wins over both of them. Yeah, I mean, road win, run. Temple and Memphis, those are strong road wins. That would be two no, quad, agree, be two quad one, like maybe not, no. They're both so, A's. So They're both temp, A's. Temple, you'd have Temple and Memphis on the road, and then neutral side against like... Either a UCF or a Temple, and then uh, I guess we'd lose the next game to like a Cincinnati or Houston type team. Yeah. So if, sed- if suddenly the you know pigs start flying and the and the world's flat, then yeah, we got a chance of being a bubble team. And but then right we now- give Haith a ten-year extension, and he's here forever. <sighs> what would you rather? What would you rather be? Knocked out in the first four, but you get t- Haith a ten-year extension. Or not make the tournament and we get rid of Haith? Uh, I'd rather make the tournament. Ten, ten, ten years. 
Two million a year. Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> you get a first four appearance every five years. I mean, uh, it depends who we hire. <laughs> well, first, God, Dayton's beautiful that time Dude, of year. I love making the tournaments. So nice, so fun. But like, uh, I don't know. That's, four, that's a great question. The first four also is, is doesn't feel like the tournament. Yeah, I know. So yeah, was my, I got to. I mean, it was cool. You got to go I, for like free, didn't you? Yeah, I got to go to that. Well, I had to pay for the hotel, but I got yeah. to sit on like the press. It was fun, which was cool. I went to that as well. It was cool. Yeah, in Dayton. Okay. So yeah, so it just really make the choice. Yeah. What do you What do you say? Lose and hate leaves, or uh, you mean not make the tournament and hate leaves, yeah. or make the tournament is here for another five to ten, ten years? years. No, ten. Ten well, years. So we're, you're saying we don't fire him at all during that? There's no chance we fire him. He's here. He's actually here for yeah, you, a guaranteed ten years. You can, you, That's can the deal. you can fire him, but you got to pay the whole contract. Yeah. Oh man, we would not fire him. Yeah. I mean, exactly. under the stipulation that we hire a new, like a coach that I'm excited about, then I would say. I, I would take the year for off. Almost any coach that we would end up hiring. No, I, I think. false. We could absolutely just like here. We could, we what, could do, we could do I was the just, exact same thing. I was just thing. talking to a friend who went, who goes to Arkansas about this. Mike Anderson. He's been on like a steady decline for a while. This could literally be a mirror image. He is maybe on the way out at Arkansas. We are maybe getting rid of our coach. We hire another SEC coach I would, uh, who's like a mid-bottom tier guy comes in and does the exact same thing. Mike Anderson would be so much better than Frank Haith. He doesn't do it as Arkansas as much, but he has a distinct style. He does. Very, the fastest 40 minutes. And he's right. actually in a Tulsa alum. <laughs> I know. I didn't know that until this week. Yeah, was, he played I'm with Paul Press. He played, that's yeah. why he loves Arkansas, because he yeah. went with Nolan Richardson to Arkansas from Tulsa. I know. Like, so he would Mike be Anderson would not even be close. I know, so but it would, be, it would be the same uh, story. Like, the like the like when we hire him, it's like, oh, this guy's a big top-tier coach from a big conference, and yes, we're bringing him in. But the style that he would bring no, in would be I, so much I, better. I totally agree. It's just funny. Like, what if that happened? I, I would actually be like, happy if we got Anderson, yeah. but I'd, I'd rather have like Casey Alexander or yeah. uh, Steve Forbes. Right. But I wouldn't be like, oh, the, the sky is falling like I was with Haith. I mean, if we were guaranteed a good coach, uh, if we didn't make the tournament when we fired Haith, then I would do that. But I think I can't make up my mind. I think I'd rather make the tournament. I'm really glad you're not like a negotiator. I mean, that's my, that's my spot. I have made up my mind. That's what? it. That I hope we. I would. I would rather make the tournament. I think. Okay. Even though it pains me to say, got to get those tournament numbers, man. Yeah. Okay. That's it, folks. All right. The last episode of the Golden Hurricast. <laughs> Why is that? What do you mean? I don't know. Let's make it dramatic. Okay. Uh, all right. If you like the show, you can donate to it at Anchor.fm/slash/TheGoldenHurricast/slash/support. And if you don't remember all that, just go to anchor.fm slash thegoldenhurricast and there's slash a big old Venmo button on there. Slash patfox-3. Yeah, just send a, send a nice little Venmo money to patfox-3. Um, That's the third one. <laughs> we would also really appreciate it if you could give us a rating and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or however you listen to it. And if you have a question about social sports or anything you want us to talk about on the show, we are at Golden Hurricast on Twitter and Instagram. And or you can email us at thegoldenhurricast at gmail.com. As usual, remember to subscribe on your podcast app so you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will talk to you next week. Stay golden. Hurricast.